Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, DGens and DGenettes, to another episode of the Alfalfa Podcast. We are four radically moderate entrepreneurs and investors swimming in the messy gray ocean, serving up alpha in money, politics, and life. We are Nick Urbani, Eric Johansson, Stephen Cesaro, and I am Arman Asadi. All links at alfalfapod.com. Make sure to hit subscribe wherever you are listening or watching on YouTube and follow us on the socials. And most importantly, hop in our Discord to join the community for the after party and more alfalfa. What's your movie, Steven? This doesn't have to be like a super structured discussion, right? We just like be like, just, just, just hang out. It. Just hang out and riff. I need that right now. After a, a bottle and a half of mimosas, like, I need yeah. to like stop, stop just, thinking so much. Let's just chill. Go have like a meta discussion on what makes movies great, you know? Okay, I like that. I feel yeah, like, I need it after that freaking emotional. Well, one and two were pretty dense. I mean. Yeah. So let's do can, it. Yeah, we can lead with that too. <laughs> Steven's favorite movie is The Hobbit. I love, well, first of all, the, have you guys ever seen the cartoon, The Hobbit? The original cartoon of The Hobbit is so fucking good. Really? It's like from There's the 70s. There. It's from the 70s and it's way better than this like Ron Howard dog shit. I might actually go with um, By the way, we're, we're just <laughs> flowing right into it. Um, did you read the book? Oh yeah, it's wait, maybe wait. my favorite book of all time, like favorite the fiction Hobbit? book of all time. Yeah. Yes, really? Oh, The Hobbit's so good. Oh, it's probably my favorite fiction book of all time. Uh, yeah. No yep. way. Yep. I didn't know you were a Lord of the Rings guy. Well, I haven't read Lord of the Rings, but I read The Hobbit. Uh, and Wait, I'm you just, read The Hobbit and you just never cared? You were just like, yeah. Lord of the Rings is like this big. I mean, like, no, no. <laughs> wait, this Isn't is fascinating. The Hobbit's like six hundred pages. No, the Hobbit's it's just like as thick. Three hundred. It's just as thick as the other oh. books, isn't it? Hobbit's three hundred, and Lord of the Rings is like seven hundred for the preface. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think the Hobbit's the same thickness as, as the other. The books. Hobbit might even be like hundred and ninety pages. Like it's so short. No. They give it to they give it to eighth graders. Like, what are you talking about? What the Hobbit? Wait, hold on. Can somebody yeah, Google this? Fact check do. me, Sly. Fact check me, Sly. They, they they do give it to eighth graders, seventh graders. I never had to. It wasn't assigned to me. I never read it. And I actually just picked up a copy like two weeks ago, Eric. So Oh, you're going to. Well, I mean, you're not much into like the, the adventure fantasy stuff like I am. Like I, I get so deep into. Okay. The Hobbit is Game 300 and the Fellowship of the Ring is 423. But isn't, aren't there like. Thank you. 9,200 pages against 300. Thank you. Wait, no. Wait, how many books Sly. are there? Aren't there Sly, aren't there, that was worth every penny only four that we've books, ever right? paid you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of pages. The man. Fellowship of the Rings is 423 pages. I have it up right here. I think for a person who is a huge fan, though, to them, it's like there's never enough. There's just never enough. You never want it to end. So isn't so, there like a, isn't there something called like the Cerulean or something like that, that like includes like the lore I'm, and shit? I'm talking about the movie stuff, right? The Hobbit's 300. 
The two towers is 352. They're basically all the same. I had these books. Okay, they were well, visually a similar size sitting on my the two shelf. Towers I will not, be, I will not be gaslit by you non... No, hold on. The, the Two Towers is one of the three movies. The Hobbit is one. Yeah, you guys just told me it's 9,000 pages. It's a 300-page book, a 400-page book, a 350-page book, and like another 400-page book. They're all about... Well, what is Sly talking about? Because I, I believe him. I don't know. He's probably got like the Lord of the Rings like lore dictionary up, but that I don't well, know. Well, that's about. a whole like, part they, of it. They, does the history of like pre ten thousand years before Frodo existed? And I, I, I can't. Bottom line I, I is the Hobbit is the Hobbit's an amazing book, like uh, unbelievable. Well, we're gonna have to do goat book episode for sure, um, and maybe cool. we'd break it down by fiction, nonfiction. And I'd be curious if that was your well, good. Good, good job, like by the way, guys. Goat. Starting our uh, movie discussion with a, a five minute preamble on books. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still about. It's fine. But um, I, wait, I, I do want to dig into this more that way. So, you haven't seen the Lord of the Rings movies? So, me or Eric? Eric. Oh no, I've seen all of them. I, I oh, you I have. Find, you just don't. You just don't really care. No, I just don't like them. Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies are fine. the The Hobbit movies are awful. Uh, the Hobbit book is so much better than the the movies. So terrible. But there is a cartoon from the seventies. The cartoon is about an hour and a half. And it's way better than anything Ron Howard did uh, in like within the last 10 years. I have read none of the books and seen none of the movies except Lord of the Rings 1. I think I got almost through Lord of the Rings 1. So, yep, feel free to ban me. You're not you're not really built for this I'm that kind guy. of uh, No, but okay, shit. so on but I have to say that there's some there's like um Harry Potter before it became an international, you know, just absolute huge thing and became movies, I loved the books. Yeah. Like as a kid, I read those books and I loved them. And that's pretty fantasy, man. That's pure that's fantasy. Super fantasy. And there's so, lore built into it. I think like the like you would never get into Game of Thrones because you have to like no. comprehend this entire world that's built around it, this imaginary world which which to me is like the beauty of the whole story but for somebody like uh mina for instance i don't want to put you in here but like mina's just like this shit is so fake why would i even like invest my time in this like fake world and like to me that's like the, the beauty of it yeah i do like some fantasy like i like her i love the but it depends on the world like i really like the fantasy world of harry potter of wizards and witches and magic and stuff like that <laughs> I just haven't been exposed to that much fantasy. So you like so. Wi wizards, cool elves with like cool bow and arrows? No, no good. Yeah, absolutely. What about exactly. like uh, Star Wars? That's <laughs> like a whole. And shit. What about Star Wars? Star Wars? That's like Love a whole it. other world. Yeah, that's cool. Love you, it. you are making no sense to me right now. That's okay. That's why we're here having a goat. Go yeah, there's nothing cohesive. No, there's no. Don't expect a through it's, line here. It's I, I need like rules and I need some sort of like algorithm that yeah. I need, there's, there's got to be like a process. You're just Steven's like, brain oh, is like chaos. Like Star Wars, awesome. Harry Potter, love it. Lord of the Rings, never seen it. Game of Thrones, I don't get the whole dragons thing. What? <laughs> Yeah, the elves. The elves don't really. Nah, because okay, really you, haven't, you haven't you haven't you haven't really breaking. watched Game of Thrones either, right? No. Yeah, so it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. I didn't say I wouldn't watch Game of Thrones. I just never have. I've never given that a chance. Oh yeah. my god, I would. I chance. would literally order. I would order ninety pizzas, and we would go through the entire thing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I heard that it was like the shittiest ending ever, and then I guess it kind of resurrected itself, right? So. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, Eric, do you think Game of Thrones is the greatest TV series you've ever watched? Game of Thrones is the best form of entertainment I've ever experienced in any medium. Game of Thrones. Wait a second. Are we doing this? Goat series and goat movies? Are we doing this? Is that your We're we're going right into it. We're going right into it. Yeah. Okay. So let's do series. Okay. Game of Thrones is is by far the best series I've ever seen. And and let me preface it with, I never read the books. I never got like, I, get, I never got indoctrinated with like George R.R. R. Martin. I only got the, uh, you know, like the HBO version, but that was so robust and in depth already. Obviously the book goes deeper or sorry, the books, but like that was enough for me. I geeked out so hard that I'm like, Googling maps on the internet, trying to like understand like this world and and like that's that's the beauty of, of something like this. It transports you and and that yes. series was just unbelievable. I do love well, that aspect of things. Um I can't argue, I can't put down your goat series because I've never watched I it's just the way I treated Lord of the Rings as well. I, I feel like we I've have to the sell first. it. We have to sell it to you then. Yeah, you got to sell it. This has to just be a sales pitch because well, hold yeah, on. Game, I, Game I've of Thrones is also my episode. favorite series of all time. Yes. Okay, go. Go, Stu. <laughs> and I think it's a testament to how good Game of Thrones is that the entirety of the last season and the final finale could be so heart-wrenchingly just devastating, and I could still say that. Like, that's how that's how good it is. It's. I, I feel like you would like it. It's very sort of... Like one of the interesting things about like Game of Thrones versus say Lord of the Rings, right? Is that Lord of the Rings is very like good versus evil hero's journey type stuff. Game of Thrones is like totally devoid of that. There's almost no good and evil in the series. It's 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 so much more complicated. Like oh, even good even got most- vanquished. Good got vanquished within the first four episodes. Uh, well, Ned let's not Stark- spoil it. <laughs> Don't spoil it for our mind, but sorry, but yeah, I mean, when when that happened, like, I mean, there are there's multiple moments in the first few episodes we were like, oh wait a minute, this is this is this is going to be different, huh? But that was like incredible when they just uh, yeah, I get I guess spoiler alert, they 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 murder the main character (laughs) in like episode two or three or something and you know because he was yeah he was like the good guy like oh here's this good wholesome man fighting for virgin and he's dead but i i agree with armand that like when i i i had like a couple false starts with game of thrones where i watched the first episode or the first three episodes and i just never uh, uh, attached because it's it's so much there's so much to comprehend it's very complicated yeah that it was like i i didn't want to invest like you have to you have to like dive in head first otherwise this whole thing is just like not uh it's not compelling have you have you rewatched it i have i've rewatched it's, the it's, entirety it's even better the second time <laughs> I like, agree. You're because like, there's all these additional layers that you're like wait how did i enjoy this so much the first time when all this stuff went completely over my head and it's so critical oh my god it's like it, yeah it's it's just as good if not better the second time through you don't quite get the shock value of like the red wedding you know which was just insane um what what is your favorite what is your favorite moment from the series i'm i'm curious uh there there was um so armand will watch this i'm sure of it but like this is not going to ruin it for him um yeah. there's a battle scene between 
Ramsey Bolton and Jon Snow. The Battle of the Bastards. The Battle of the Bastards yeah. that like depicted war like cinematically in a way that I, I, I literally felt like I'm in war. Um, and, yes. and that's like, that's different from probably the book. I, I haven't read any books, uh, but like the way that they portrayed it, I'm just like, holy shit. Cinematography is, I know exactly the scene you're talking about. It feels like you are like being suffocated by a pile of bodies. Like that's while you're one. watching it, it's, that's it's the like one. unbelievable. It's so good. Yeah. Like I totally forgot about just the, just the raw cinematography of game like story aside the cinematography is like i've never seen anything wasn't it shot like it. in like uh croatia or something a lot of mostly? it was yeah i think i think i drove through some of that apparently yeah, yeah there's so many just like beautiful scenes alone in europe that that are enough to be compelling um but yeah i think some in iceland some in croatia some in like other uh, various points in eastern europe that are just like beautiful Look, I can't ignore the fact that this is one of the most popular shows of all time, and I absolutely will watch it. But I think it's what I know to, is what Eric said is like, this is a commitment. You do it. You got to marathon it. Get the 90 pizzas. Dive right in. <laughs> fall into it. Get it's obsessive. Not, it's not work, though. Like once you get into it, it's like you just yeah. injected heroin straight into it. You're just like, I need I, more. I know, but I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm in a place where I can afford the, the addiction right now <laughs> right, is right. what I'm like. Uh, I need to like, you know, check off some boxes, some, some life things, yeah. and then I feel like I'll have some space. I need you to sequester you know. the entire... Uh, you know the entire time frame on the calendar that's like here we are we're doing game of thrones maybe this is a good like post baby exercise you know just like baby game of thrones like kind of <laughs> yes. hey sofa. baby let's learn about the like, real world you know <laughs> <laughs> should be like what the hold on steven this? is there is there something about game of thrones that touches on like uh modern day politics or morality that touches on why we get so enthralled like is is that part of it or is it just like we like dragons and fighting to the death like uh, yeah game of thrones isn't about the dragons and the fighting it is about the politics it's about the characters there's just something very intriguing about them and it's very interesting like how the show like makes you like like kind of objectively bad people or at least like kind of understand them and like understand their motivations and just I, I, I feel like it's 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 interesting, too, because we're often in media like just we're just presented this not even in like media, but just in life in general. We're presented this like good versus evil view of how things are. This is how the world works. There's good versus evil. There's good versus evil. Are you on good or are you on evil? And the show just completely turns that just upside down right until like the very end. I like that, you know. And I think the I think the final lesson of the show, without I won't spoil the whole ending for our mom, uh -oh, like is uh -oh. is it is very like political, and it is sort of all it, it there is like a little like kind of overlay with like Lord of the Rings in it too, because I think one of the elements of Lord of the Rings is sort of that like um, like humans can't be trusted with like power, and no matter how good they are, like they like absolute power sort of corrupts absolutely type thing, and there's like a similar kind of vein that runs through the ending of, of Game of Thrones. And I, I, I like that message uh, in general. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. So you're both going Game of Thrones, greatest series of all time. I must watch it. I've heard it enough. And at this point, I think it's just like going to have to be a pure 
pure commitment marathon. Um, is it, I guess my one question, my, my one other question for it is, okay, it seems like it's mostly just about, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say it's not complex or anything, but it seems like it's very much about entertainment value more than anything. I agree. You know, it's not like about love. It's not like about these like other subtle like things, right? It's just like this pure, yeah, entertainment. Not not true. No, not true. I mean, that's not true. I mean, there, there is some of the most complex character development from any genre in this series. So, like, there's Mm. that. Um, You know, love exists. I'm trying to sell myself here more. That's all. It is about it is about stories. It's about it is about stories and like individual developing individual characters and motivations and like just weaving this complex web of like politics and motivations and individual versus group. And it's 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 really cool. It's it's very you ever well see done. you ever see those movies like Pulp Fiction is one where you have like individual storylines that's following an individual character that like all coalesce into one thing. Mm. Like game of Thrones does a great job of that where you like mm. for, for maybe a, a half of a season or a whole season, you're, you're following one individual, but then you, you see how it all combines with like the grander scheme. And that's, that's a, a beauty of, of game that of is Thrones. very hard to do. Well, yeah. yeah. To not create pure chaos and confuse people. Yeah. Very hard to do. I agree. Yeah. And I, I don't know any show or anything that's, done it with the sheer volume of like it's not one or two or three or four or five or six or seven it's like double digit characters. families double digit it, families it, that you're following and then you're like you're googling the freaking yeah, lineage and everything it's, it's wild if they made like a 32 season like series where they actually did the books in their full form and just stretch the whole thing i would totally watch it i would i wouldn't care and I think we'll yeah. be able to do that in the future when we just start making everything with like AI. Like you run into a problem with these series where it's like by the time you get through the second book, like, you know, Brant Stark is like doubled in age and he's like not like seven anymore. So, uh, oops, you know, <laughs> so there's all these hmm. constraints we have, which is like, it's like the real world when we film stuff. And then I don't know, maybe in the future, Tom Cruise will still be making movies. It'll just be, it'll just be like <laughs> digital Tom Cruise, like 200 years after he's dead. He's in Top Gun 9. Just He just keeps like spitting him out. I still nothing that. but hits. Nothing but hits. Still. I can see that. Just lives forever. Deep fake Tom. All right. Just well, like different I, I, people take over. I guess that's enough Tom. Uh, not Tom. Uh, Game of Thrones fanboying. What, what, what do you like? Tell, tell me about yourself, Armand. <laughs> okay. This is hard. It's always hard to pick a favorite for me. It's 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 almost impossible. I could have a different answer tomorrow. But if I had to pick my favorite series of all time, it comes down to two. And so the one I'm going to say is my favorite could easily be the other one. But the one I'm going to say is my favorite, I'm actually re-watching right now. And... It's so funny because, you know, this is just like the goat of all humans conversation where it ends up following some sort of symbolism of who you are and your perspective and your life. Or maybe it is just like pure, like, I just love this for its entertainment value or whatever. But for me, I think this really embodies me as a person and says a lot. My favorite series of all time is The Good Place. Most people haven't even seen The Good Place. I've never even heard of The Good Place. It is not that popular and well-known. The Good Place to me... I've watched. I've watched. I've watched season one. 
Okay. This show has four seasons, three or four. I have never watched a show in its entirety that is so consistently incredibly funny. The writing is absolutely brilliant. The story arc is incredible. The character development and nuance that goes into every character is unbelievable. The casting is perfect for this show. And unlike many shows that end very, very, very tragically or go kind of just quietly, this show ends so perfectly and beautifully that it just ties it together, not with a bow, with an absolute bang and a tear, man. The ending of this show is perfect. I, I mean, I remember looking at like people that, I, I mean, especially Erica, I was like, I can't believe how perfectly this show ended. I've never come, it was just like a perfect journey. And it ended in the most meaningful, beautiful way. Like, I can't say enough good things about this show. So for people that don't know, and I think it gets a lot of like, okay, this was a this was a sitcom, so who produced it is NBC. This, this is was network on, network TV. This, this is, like is network, network TV, TV dude. Wow, this is network TV. But I look past that because I'm like, they worked with that as a constraint and actually turned it into something beautiful, regardless. So they, um, it, it's funny. So the basic premise of the show is that um, this this girl dies and. She shows up to basically meet Ted Danson and Ted Danson plays essentially like a God like figure and she shows up and she's like in the good place and there's a good place and a bad place. And that's what the show is about. It's about the afterlife and it's an extremely philosophical show. There's a character Chidi who played a moral philosophy professor there's an absolute idiot trash bag from Jacksonville, Florida. There's um, Eleanor, the main character, who's like a trash bag from Arizona. There's Tahani Al-Jamil, who plays this like ultra, ultra wealthy, prominent um, Indian British girl. And her character is amazing. There's just so all of the characters are just so and then Ted Danson who plays this architect, this universe god architect. I have never seen Ted Danson Ted Danson in a better role. He was born for this role. Like literally truly born for it. And the whole journey, so obviously I love philosophy, I love psychology, I love this the deeper questions of existence and the entire show is about that. But funny like, it's absolutely hilarious. The writing just slaps. Unlike Arrested Development, which also happens to be one of my favorite shows of all time, and I think is one of the most brilliantly written shows of all time, Arrested Development goes through many rough patches. Some seasons are just, like, brutal, especially when they took break. The first three seasons are amazing. Third season of Arrested Development, they had to suddenly stop, and you can tell it just, like, sped up because they lost their contract or whatever ended up happening. Also, network TV... And so like third, but the first three seasons of that show are amazing. And then they tried to do the comeback and it was like yeah, lacking comeback did, comeback tempo. But I think the fifth season of Arrested Development was actually really, really good. It was like the first three seasons. 
But to be so consistent in tempo, in delivery, in 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 just all of it, man, I can't say enough good things about it. I, I really, truly think that if you like the kind of shit that I like at all, you should. And, and if you like just like really funny sort of humor like that, like if you've seen Arrested Development or just brilliant, smart writing, you should check out The Good Place. So when I when I saw that, that I mean, I, I watched it based on your recommendation. When it, when I watched the first season, I was like, I know exactly why you love this. It's like, it's so philosophical. It's touching on the ideas of afterlife. This is like exactly Arman Asadi. Like it, it is, it is you to the core. And then like, and it, it layers on, um, like you said, some arrested development quirkiness, which right. you'd also find in shows like scrubs, uh, you know, shows that are like well-written quirky, funny, sort of like, humor but sentimental you know they do yes. a good job of blending all that oh, stuff so sentimental yeah. so sentimental so many moments of existential crisis asking the questions that all human beings are always asking that nobody in everyday society has the courage to talk about this show explores all of it right and then like in some episodes you'll be you'll be laughing one moment and then like 10 minutes later, you'd be crying uh, and I could like I could feel you as I'm watching this show Dude, I, I can't say a good thing. So the the uh, Michael Schur, Michael Schur is the writer and creator of this show, and I actually listened to him be interviewed on Tim Ferriss. He's an SNL. He was an SNL writer. So just just he's been around, man. He's he's done it. He's been at the highest highest levels. He knows exactly how to like do it. And I think he had an absolute home run. And the constraint of doing this on 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 network television. There's this really, really, I don't want to give away anything about the show, but when they're in, they're in heaven and they're in the, well, they're in the good place. There is no heaven. There's a good place and a bad place. And when they're in good place, Eleanor, who's an amazing character, you know, she's just like full raw, you know, she curses constantly, but when she curses in the good place and she's on network TV, it just so happens to work perfectly. She can't curse. So when she says fuck, she says fork, you know, and it's like holy forking shirt balls is like shit balls. And so all of the different curse words that people normally use turn into like a funny word. It just all works, man. Um, I, can I mention a few more shows that I think are top contenders? Then we can do movies if you guys want. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. The one that was like a very close second for me, and this one's so completely different. Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Like oh, wow. one, two is amazing too. But like Planet David Attenborough Earth, or uh, Sigourney yes. Weaver is it? Is it all the same thing? Or David Attenborough? Yeah, David Attenborough, so Sir good. Sir David Attenborough, the uh, the late right? David Atten, didn't he pass away? He passed away. Year? Oh no! Yeah, I think so. Oh, that was He's somebody's good, uh, goat dude. of goat. That was somebody's goat of goats in our uh, Discord. Yeah. Oh shit! I hope I'm not wrong. That's not right to just be like, this guy died. No, I'm so sorry. He didn't. God, he's 90. He's 96. Well, thank still God. God. He's still hanging got on to him, 96. We're hanging on to him and Thomas, like, by the skin of our teeth here. Yeah, shit. We really are. So, obviously, voice of an angel. Um, oh, yeah. And I just think that the footage that is captured in that show of our planet, of our you know, blue rock, you know, yeah. blue, pale blue dot flying in the universe is just like the best footage 
cinematic footage possibly of all it is of all time no doubt i really think i I really think it is it is really incredible i remember when blu-ray came out and that was like a big deal oh yeah like that was the thing i watched in like in my frat in college like we used to just sit in the brother's room in the dark on and just watch that usually not sober obviously but just be like Whoa! It was just crazy. Seventy-inch TV. That's the ultimate way. It was like yeah. bam. It was so cool. My yeah. favorite memories of college are watching. So what we used to do, my roommates and I, is we used to put it on big screen, and then smoke weed, obviously, mute Planet Earth, and put on our own soundtrack of Sugar Rose and Pink Floyd against like planet oh, earth it was wow. dude if you haven't tried that especially with sugar Rose, if you're familiar with them the icelandic band i am oh not my familiar God. with the icelandic band sugar you're not is that a, no is that like a known thing i mean it's not like full mainstream but it's like something that i thought you would totally be all over one of the greatest performances i've ever seen live is sugar Rose. they play the okay you know the theme song to planet earth that's them i think it's called uh, hopi pola yeah so, okay, a few more I'm going to just throw in really fast. Oh, he's, the he's Wire. The Wire is great. Dump them. Yep. The Wire. Cosmos, the original with Carl Sagan. Nice. Okay. Okay. Sherlock. 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 Did not see yes. that coming. Benedict. Benedict yes. Sherlock. Okay, yes. thank you. That is like so the, fucking good. The BBC so good. one. Thank I watched you a couple so episodes of it actually. It, it was really good, and then I just forgot Phenomenal. to keep watching it. I do that a lot. It's yeah, so it's good. Really good. Phenomenal. Good call. Benedict at his best. Good call. Uh, curb your enthusiasm. I know it's yeah. cringe to some people, but I love Larry. Some people. Yeah. Narcos. The 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 Pablo. Love season Narcos. one. Narcos. Love season yes. one. Season one. Kind of fell off for me. Yeah. Peaky Blinders. I knew you were going to uh, say that one. Peaky Blinders has to be in there. That's that's um, it's, it's just incredible, incredible storytelling. Tommy, Tommy fucking Shelby, Arrested Development, and last but not least, House of Cards. Man, House of Cards. Kevin Spacey, like first couple seasons, season one and on two, the edge of my very seat. good, very on good. The edge season of my one, seat. two, yeah, yeah, very yeah, you, good. You, you not remind- as a whole, but just those first couple are incredible. Very good. You, you, you reminded me in your uh, rant about The Good Place about like how much I loved uh, Breaking Bad because I started thinking about like how difficult it is to just execute a show throughout the whole thing and then tie it up in a really amazing way and leave you feeling super satisfied. Um, so Breaking Bad is definitely my my honorable mention. I think it's like an incredible show and they, they, they went out the right Dude, way. Haven't seen it. I didn't make you it past. You haven't seen Breaking Bad? Hold on, I didn't make it past season two or three because it's like it's so depressing. Like, I just didn't want to be in Albuquerque with junkies yeah, and shit. Yeah, I like, I understand that for you. Yeah, I understand yeah, that. Is, you're a good, my, you're a good vi- you're a good vibes guy. I'm a good that's vibe guy. That's, that's not my yeah. vibe. I was just like ooh, like it was so much ooh that I was like, uh, no, done. Eric, please get through the three seasons of The Good Place for me. Absolutely. Please. Absolutely. Trust me. me. Um, Yeah, I got to watch Breaking Bad. Apparently, it's one of the highest rated shows of all time. Like, I've got to see that. Yeah. Let's do movies. Very curious what you guys are going to say on movies. What do you... uh, Who wants to go first, actually? What's what's better for dramatic effect? I just want to throw it out there because we've already talked about it. We talked about it at uh, Hoffman's Cabin in in Washington. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Interstellar is my favorite movie of all time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about best movie of all time. I'm talking about my favorite. And the reason why it's my favorite is because this movie inspired me to, to learn more about like my reality. My reality includes space that I've never really even thought of. Like I, after, after watching this movie, I'm like astrophysics is my only interest. Like that wow. movie, that movie inspired me more than any other movie. And, uh, you know, it, like it, it taught about different ideas, like the multiverse. It taught about like, there, there's so many elements of it that I just admire. Like, you know, even, even like here on earth, we're, we're like talking about climate change and, you know, we, it's going through like fast forwarding through all that. This movie just, uh, touched me in a way that's so different than uh you know other great movies uh, of which there are so many and of course the elements of love which steven pooped on oh yeah <laughs> so i could not it. love it more steven and david there's the david and steven closed heart camp yeah, yeah and then there's the the eric and armon like perfect perfect like Way to tie it all together. Oh, uh, we yeah. got it, baby. Like, we hey, we're it. emotional <laughs> beings against two robots. You know, that's it. Just I didn't. Mean, yeah. It just didn't exactly make sense. I still love the movie. Still think it was like <laughs> phenomenal. It was just similar to Game of Thrones, but like less disappointing. Like, I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Inter but, uh, Interstellar was like a little itch in my brain that I, I just couldn't quite scratch at the end. Whereas like Game of Thrones like ripped my heart out. You know, but still like there was a part of me that was like. What? There's really? there's so much I can say about this exact topic where like I yeah. even within the last like 24 months I'm I'm learning so much about reality as as we don't understand it which is like me getting into the forest which is me like experimenting with psychedelics which is me like just understanding how energy transfers the how the universe is is beyond our scientific recognition now like to to completely just wipe Interstellar's ending off of the map because it it's something that doesn't uh, resonate with your scientific understanding currently is just is is just false. Map. I just it's false. Said it like just it's just so wrong. It it did it did the whole gymnastics routine. It just did like the triple flip thing and it landed yeah. and it just took one tiny step. Nine I think point it's seven. Sorry. I think it's just your understanding that is lacking, not the, the movie misstepping. I have one adjustment that I would have made as a... By the way, I absolutely love movies and series. Like This is my favorite conversation, one of my favorite conversations, because I took a class in junior college one time, like a film class, that absolutely changed my life. We watched movies of ed every genre and we studied elements of film that I did not know existed. And it's one of those things like you get to start calling it film and you, you know, like you become yeah, like yeah. an artsy fartsy guy. Like I love films and films to me are just some of the most powerful. It is the one of the most powerful art forms that exists that human beings have created the ability to write a story, act it out, draw it out, narrate it, shoot the right, you know, create the character development, you know, design the sets, design the scenery, think about colors, think about themes, think about symbolism. You can just layer after layer after layer of every movie. If you really sit and you study films the way they do in film class, man, it's life-changing. And then you can come across a movie from like Cambodia 
and you don't care like that it's in another country. You just sit and you watch it and you examine it and you just see what they've done with it. So for me, I love that stuff. So with that lens on, if there was one thing that I felt I would have adjusted with Interstellar, which I also agree, Eric, is one of the top movies I have of, of all time, that scene, oh, I don't want to do any spoilers. Um, the movie's been out for <laughs> 10 years. No, I know, but it, you could, no, but it you applies You could spoil Interstellar. No, but I mean, it's the same thing applies, right? You weren't trying to spoil Game of Thrones for me. I, I don't want to spoil Interstellar for somebody, but I would just say there was a part in the movie where it, it I think it could have ended. I think the movie should have ended after that love Let's part. Let's just say, spoiler alert, fast forward if you're one of the three people on Earth who hasn't seen Interstellar yet. Okay, yeah. I want, an, so I want, after, a, I want specifics here. Yeah, so after he's in the freaking love matrix and he's like figuring <laughs> it all black out. Hole. In the black in hole. In the black hole. I think, he sh- I think they should have ended it when they realized. And it was such a high too. I think it could have been one of those like really climactic like boom and it's over and he realized the truth and he's connected to his daughter across time and and that's it and he's gone instead of like the whole being on the other you know being back on planet earth upside down and like daughter's dying and she's old that reunion i felt was a little bit extended beyond the length of movie that was necessary to get the message in the movie across. That's fair. Right. I'm, I'm glad you kind of agree with me in a slightly different way. That's fine. It's fine. It's good to hear. Yeah. I, I, is, is, um, so uh, the, I think the best thing about interstellar is probably just like the experience of it. Like the, the visuals, the cinematography and the soundtrack are like, isn't that Hans? Isn't that a uh, Han, it's Hans oh, yeah. Zimmer. Yeah. I mean, I I am a very big fan of like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, and I think those movies have like the most like incredible nostalgic soundtracks to me. But I, I think the Interstellar like sort of cornfield chase uh, is like my just favorite movie. So it's just unbelievable, Haunting. and I know I'm biased now because we we sat there in Joshua Tree under the stars and listened to it on repeat for like <laughs> maybe three like thirty hours minutes straight. plus. <laughs> <laughs> Is this on repeat? And every time, every time it came back on, we were like, "Oh man!" Okay. <laughs> okay. When it just like starts accelerating, you're like, "Oh my god!" You feel like if you're like lifted up to the sky, unbelievable. I mean, Hans, Hans Zimmer is like probably the goat. Like, he, I think he's goatier than John Williams even at this point. He's he's yeah. like insane. Yeah, he's what he's able to do. Wow, what a genius! Anyway, great movie. Love it. Good pick. What's yours? Yeah. What's what's yours, Stephen? What do you think? Star mine is? Wars: Return of the Jedi. Oh my God! No, Return of the Jedi isn't even like the third best Star Wars. <laughs> Don't get him derailed. What? He's gonna go. Okay. He's gonna go off the rails on this. No, thing. Return of the Jedi is like the movie Star Wars noobs pick because of the Ewoks, but like it's 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 it's, right. it's very well accepted in the Star Wars community that uh, Return of the Jedi is not is not up there. Um, okay, I'm not a best total Star, Star Wars, Wars nerd. So I best Star Wars is is obviously Empire Strikes Back. Dude, uh, Empire Strikes Back is the the best the Star Wars I've ever seen is A New Hope. One of the a new, new hope is a new hope is good, no a new hope is the very first one. Yeah, but it's fucking rad. I ne- I never really got into Star Wars until I saw that's that. The, I'm like, oh, the number shit. that's the number two episode. That one's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's really good. Kind of yeah. OG. Um, I I'm think trying to number, think what Stevens is though. What I'm trying. I want to guess your goat movie. <laughs> <laughs> I throw you for a loop. I don't know. Oh man, I think it's yeah, The Matrix. Oh, great movie. Love, great movie. Love The Matrix now. Um, great documentary. <laughs> yeah. I All think... Right, give it to uh, us. Uh, all right. 
I am going to pick Top Gun Maverick. Wow. 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 You loved it that much. I haven't seen it yet. It was so good. Um, It is so good. It was so good. I. Can we honestly not spoiler this one? Because I literally haven't seen it. It's going to come out like to HBO in like a day. I'm I'm pretty sure we can describe that movie without spoilering it. There's nothing. there's nothing unusual or unpredictable about the movie. Yeah, well, that's what you liked about the- it. You liked that it's like it's just this fast-paced action thing with Tom Cruise. It it doesn't give you any sort of ulterior motive. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to like it, and I think a lot of it is a uh, definitely recency bias. It was the last movie I saw in a theater, and uh, a lot of it is anchored to the moment in which it was seen. You know. It was kind of this uh, post-COVID coming out of the darkness movie in a like really kind of dark political time. It was like an anti-political movie about like you know just well feel ap- good old apolitical stuff. apolitical right like not anti-political yes. yeah, yeah 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 apolitical thank you um, yeah there was no like the the enemy was faceless and like it was just. It, it just felt so good. It, it's got everything you want in a movie. It's got like the soundtrack is unbelievable. Yeah. Like the, 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 the Mavericks theme and like the, you know, the kind of Kenny Loggins danger zone is so good. And like they're, they're, they're both unbelievable. Um, it had like nostalgia so much nostalgia. Factor. Oh my God. The nostalgia factor was just absolutely off the charts. The, the scenes are incredible. Like they filmed it with like these real, jets and like tom cruise is doing all the stunts so cinematography like a plus like you know not interstellar level or or game of thrones level but still like way up there the soundtrack is uh is unbelievable love it um plot great you know it's an action movie like this is not a pick of like oh like it's oh it's just it's like uh it's citizen kane like it's obviously not citizen kane but like for entertainment and the purposes of like feeling good, which I really wanted to just like feel good and be entertained when I watched this movie, um, just nailed it. And just like objectively speaking, I mean, if, if you look up like the top grossing movies of all time, this is the first one on the list that like isn't, you know, isn't like kind of bad. Just shitty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it's definitely yeah. better than oh, Avatar or Titanic or Star Wars Whoa. The Force Awakens. Can I come with a like as a better movie? Yes. Can I come with a bit of a a hot take now now that I'm thinking about it? Like (laughs) the the movie that had the biggest, the most profound impact on my life is not Interstellar. It it was from a much younger age. It's um, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yes, I've I've picked Happy Gilmore in past iterations of this. Okay, yeah, because Happy Gilmore (laughs) taught me to like not take yourself too seriously, like in a in a in like a a society full of like high intellectuals or whatever that like want to be this thing. You can, you can like still exist as this other thing that is still better than them. And like that, that's been my whole being like ever since I saw that movie. Oh, I could totally see you loving that movie. That, that movie's oh, yeah. unbelievable. Oh, it's so great. I love that so much. That's a good pick. It's a, it's like an interesting, like how do you measure a movie? Cause you can measure like Top Gun is like a moment in time type movie. 
right? Yeah. That just like entertainment at a moment in time and like all these other things. But I feel like you could also measure a movie's greatness in terms of like it's like sort of like long lasting enduring effects on your life like the marathon versus like the sprint right so it's like kind of hard to pick these like but if you were to measure movies in more of like a durability throughout time type thing like i you know i would i would definitely go with like all all of the lord of the rings like the lord of the rings trilogy Uh, i think is like it's like uh, incredible i don't think maverick will have any uh challenge standing the test of time actually uh steven i think you might be right but it hasn't gone 19 Sure, we, we it just takes time. But yes. the same way that Top Gun 1986 like stood the test of time for 30 years, I think this also like will for sure. I think it'll be like Tom Cruise is just born to entertain, man. That guy like he's just so damn good. He's so we were doing this in person the other day, right? Like where we were like going through Tom Cruise's movies. They're all amazing. I, I, the guy we, just we hits could, home we could runs. not we could not think of a bad movie he made collateral Even, minority report fucking jerry Maguire, fucking i mean oh, everything so he's done is even just, the uh like, even the ones that don't get mission impossible movies oh my god all the mission right. impossible are good and then like ones that don't get uh much acclaim like american made you seen that that's a great yeah movie. american made's a great movie love that movie it's awesome yeah yeah he, he's a home run machine he's um, unbelievable he's he's I, like a, he's this tom brady-esque figure he's like that he's like tom brady of movies i guess how old is he like 79 he's just, like, <laughs> just <laughs> he's still struck it's like you you they have you put him with some of the cast from like the original top gun and it's like whoa what the no, heck I, I know what a, there's a few that i'm thinking oh my god the um Vanilla Sky. Woo! Oh my god. Good movie. Yeah. Vanilla Sky, man. There's just so many that's, and there's so much deep one. There's so much breadth, right? It's like yeah. going from action to Vanilla Sky to yeah, he is just a machine. So I have to echo what you said. Oh, and then dude, when I really 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 respected to, um Tom Cruise like at a new level, Tropic Thunder. Tropic oh, Thunder, yeah. the character Cameo. that he plays. Oh my god. To know that he could be that funny, I had no idea he was that funny. So that like was one that of my made, favorite that movie completed reveals, like ever. Yeah. That was so funny. That that completed him for me. And then obviously the firm and where it all started. But yeah, I, I totally echo your good sentiment men. about Oh, dude. It's, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. Can't miss. It's so good. It's so good. And he's just he has this way to create um like these these themes that are recurring, like his either the way he shows up in a movie and has like an intense moment, like a few good men, or his run that he's turned into like this meme, like he always yeah. has to run in every movie. Anyway, I don't <laughs> want to make this a Top Gun fest. I mean, a, a Tom Cruise fest. But Wait, um, Armand, have you given your uh, favorite movie? No. Uh, what is it? Uh, tough, tough again. Um, okay, the two that are like basically a tie. And Eric knows oh, which one I'm going to go with. Choose your favorite child. I'm going to choose my favorite. I'm going to choose my favorite. My favorite movie of all time, the GOAT movie of all time is Midnight in Paris. Yes. Whoa. Have to do it. Have I love it. this movie. I love Midnight this movie. In, Midnight in Paris. I pick it for the same reason I probably pick, you know, Good Place is my favorite series. Midnight in Paris is an exploration unlike any other. It is the one of the most artistic films that has ever existed. The writing is phenomenal. The character development, phenomenal. The questions it asks and poses are so deep, man. 
They're so deep and there is such a good nature, the same way that The Good Place has this like good feeling to it, this positive feeling like you just want to eat, drink and be merry and have fun and hang out with Hemingway and, you know, just like argue with Picasso. Like the fact that you get to experience that. But the setting, the setting, the setting in that movie, it plays a role almost like a character like that is the wallpaper it's like a wallpaper and by the way so that's an example of like a fantasy world that i love like i want to be in that fantasy world man it's it's perfect to me it's like perfection i think it's woody allen's best work ever i think it expresses so much about his mind and 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 i know well about his mind that that's a whole controversial thing now i guess (laughs) jesus um but yeah that was was a slip but like he's incredible to put that together he's incredible owen wilson is just he plays it so well i mean he's pretty i mean owen wilson's pretty one-dimensional he like does his one thing very well but like he does that Gil Pender is just perfect. Yeah, he he really nails it. So for anyone that hasn't seen it, if you are at all into the bigger questions or art uh, in any in any way or movies and just generally like that kind of good feeling or history in particular as well, like I, I think you'd absolutely adore that movie. Um, but the close second for me is Inception. I, I, mm. I, it's kind of the same reason you guys, you know, you like Interstellar so much, Eric. Like for me, Inception is also, it's, it's different, right? But it's also an exploration into these crazy existential ideas, the dream within a dream that Stephen and I talked about. I mean, I've experienced that. Like I've literally experienced that in my own dreams. I think that, you know, I use, I use Inception as like the same way some people say, you know, The Matrix is a documentary. I think Inception is a documentary. I think Inception is something that we in our lifetimes will probably experience. I know that's like very out there for people. I think it's absolutely a possibility that we will lose track of baseline reality. I think that's what this film explores. Yes. And it's bonkers. It's bonkers. And I it's just done so well. Leonardo DiCaprio is like magnificent in it. Um, that, what's was my first, that was my first Tom Hardy experience. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Mm. It's just, um, God, even what's his face is in it. Um, Tommy Shelby. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the guy from your show, the guy from your show. Uh, yeah. Cillian Murphy. Yeah. 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 He's, he's great. He's so good. It's just so good. Can um, I, can I run something by you real quick? Cause I, yeah. I, I was watching some stupid Marvel movie the other day. And they they were they described dreams to me in a way that I was like maybe, uh, but they said uh, dreams are a vision to the self from a different multiverse. Wow, thoughts. I mean, is that is that possible? I like it. I don't know. I, I heard it and then I, I pondered on it for a little bit. I was like, wouldn't that be cool? I mean, well, dreams are. So incredibly fascinating, and we just don't know what to do with them. <laughs> yeah, we there's no, don't. there's nothing. Yeah. Nobody knows. There's like people have dedicated their lives to this, and even after standing on the shoulders of giants like Freud and Jung, no one still knows what to make of dreams. No, I think lost. it's an exploration into the unconscious, and another way of putting that is what you just said. I think it's a, it's an exploration into the collective 
un- unconscious of, of humanity and all time and all experience that has ever existed. It's wild. Mm. But you could talk about dreams for hours. All right, can I hit you guys with a, with a quick list again of some yeah. other movies? Uh, all right, The Matrix, mm-hmm. Goodfellas, yep. Gladiator. Oh, yeah. Gladiator. Oh, yeah. Gladiator. Oh, I enjoyed Gladiator a lot. I don't, know if oh. I don't know if I put it on my goat list, though. Oh, it's, it's up there for so me, for high sure. on my goat list. <laughs> oh, it's right there. <laughs> there is, Russell Crowe has never been so magnificent. To know what Russell Crowe is capable of, I think that's, that's his He's, best movie He certainly doesn't far. look magnificent anymore. No, but what? he is at his <laughs> peak prime in that movie. He's just living he already, he already gladiated. He's fine now. He's, He's yeah, He peaked. He's like, what? I don't know. Yeah. It's so funny how it's okay to body shame guys, but we totally don't yeah, care. Right. We totally right. don't you do care. It, when you do it to guys, it's hilarious. We can do it to guys. Yeah, it's yeah. totally normal. A <laughs> <laughs> um, few others that I think some people haven't watched some of these. Amadeus. Amadeus is the story of Wolfgang Mozart? Amadeus Mozart. Yeah. That movie wow. is really wow. good. Oh, man. It's up there as an all-time great for me. Goodwill Hunting. Good one. Mm. Amelie. Kind of in that same camp as like Midnight in Paris and Amadeus. It's an oh, artistic French I've, movie. I've never seen Amelie. Okay, hold on. I, I I want to oh, I want to oh. go off into uh, uh, foreign films now. So oh, yeah. like Amelie, that's a great Amelie, one. man. Chocolat. You Amelie. ever seen uh, You ever seen City of God? Yes. Brazilian. Brazilian. Oh, that movie is that movie. That is gnarly. one of the most hardcore movies Rad movie. I've okay. ever seen. Okay, here's another one. French film. The Invincibles. Mm. You ever seen that? They remade it with Kevin Hart. Uh, the 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 French one is. It, I, I never. Wait, wait. Is so the invi- which one is the Invincibles? The oh, sorry, the Intouchables. I believe is the is the name. Okay. The Intouchables. I n. I n Touchables. I haven't Based seen that. What is the one with Natalie Portman as a kid? She plays the French. It's French, and she plays the, um, le. Le Professionnel, Le Professionnel in French. Leon the Professional. That's what it's called. Have you guys seen that? No. Never oh, heard of it. with the guy Leon with those, the like, glasses and... Yeah, Jean Reno hmm. plays Leon. Yeah, there's so many good foreign films. Um, and then to round out my list, There Will Be Blood. I, oh, I think yeah. that's Daniel Day-Lewis, at his, at his, although he's always amazing. And yeah. then... Last one, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, I love that movie. I think most people have seen Snatch, but they haven't seen Guy Ritchie's kind of I watched, I've watched, start I to You literally this. can't understand so the dialogue. Uh, I just, yeah. I, and that's why you don't, <laughs> and that, that's why you're not into Peaky Blinders. Yeah, you need I more, don't understand you. You need more British <laughs> fucking gangster exposure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, Good you guys picks. got any more? I think we need to... This is just five yeah. This, this is just here. making me like wonder if like movies are just dead now. It just feels like not the same anymore. No, they're just yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, but even on Netflix, movie. they're just not. They're not like as good as the TV. Yeah, everything's a superhero movie or some like political statement that's like not entertaining. And yeah, I, I don't know. I I haven't. When was the last time a movie came out where you're like, oh my god, I have to see that in a theater? Maverick. Maverick, yeah, yeah. That was that's like all I can think of. And then maybe that um, the Earth movie with DiCaprio about climate change. Don't look up. Yeah, Wasn't I didn't think Netflix? I need to see this in the theater, but I thought, uh, yeah, I guess what I'm what I'm I misunderstood. I'm I 
I'm not on track with what you're saying. You're right. But what I'm saying is I think that now just, you know, production style has changed. These, there's still be great movies. They're just not necessarily going to be these movies that we go to theaters to see, you know? Right. Well, the best yeah. actors, the best actors are recognizing that like better oh. writing is going towards series. Like it's yeah. not about the silver screen anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, Eric Maverick is streaming. I just found out. Oh, well, Wait, what? I'm it's ready to that. go. I'm gonna watch yeah, that, you can stream it. Sick. Amazon, Paramount, YouTube. It's Sweet. on there. All right. So um, for everyone listening, would love to know what your favorite series and movies of all time is. What is the greatest of all time and always why? Why? Um, tweet at us if you're not in Discord. And if you're in Discord, hop in there and throw it in the lounge. Let us know. Um, I want to hear some hot takes. And I actually love this question more so because it's a great discovery question. I keep adding movies and series to my lists that people Yeah, like I, w- so. I want to know what I need to watch. Yeah, exactly. This was super fun, guys. That's a wrap. See you all next week. Adios. Later. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>